What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good? What's good? It's Marcus or Pink. What up? It's Charles or Chuck. Damn, Marcus got low on that one. What the heck? You got has or mad here, dude? I am so. Everyone at work was like, "Are you getting sick or something?" Because my throat is it's just gone from the weekend. Yeah. Just so much talking, so much shit to do, uh, so many thrones to watch. Uh, what a great time! I'm happy to be home though. I was so fucking exhausted, dude. That is, I forgot dude, we've been spoiled because the West Coast travel has been minimal. But damn, dude, it is it is a lot. And then you think about people like traveling from EU and all that good stuff. Either way, what's going on, everyone? I don't need to keep going here. Uh, we need to shill here. Anyone? Any Charleses want to volunteer sure, to I'll hit the it. hot shill? <laughs> Are yeah. you sure? I can do it, Chuck. You want If you want to cut. All right, guys. It. You already know what it is. The Tweak Talk Patreon. Check us out. We're dropping hot content over there. Make sure you go there. Patreon.com slash Tweak Talks. We do very consistent content over there. Basically, weekly, we add on an additional 20 minutes, half hour, uh, whatever. So go over there if you want to see more Tweak Talks. We want to see you over there. So patreon.com slash tweet talks very cool stuff um we showing anything else right now are we good uh, yeah watch the thrones over uh yeah get ready watch to the watch, VODs. Uh, watch the vods of watch the throne <laughs> and make sure to watch the throne in 2024 hopefully if we can get that one going and make sure to like comment and subscribe on youtube and of course rate us on the podcast platforms like apple Podcasts and spotify we're good to go. Golly, Chuck is a master. Like it just yeah, it looks so good. easy for him. Like <laughs> he could say that in his sleep, bro. He really could. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I'd be sleeping and be like, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, right. please. I'll try to be more like Chuck next time. All right, message received. All right, you got it, Marcus. <laughs> you, did, you did a great job too. But, you know. Oh, yeah, please don't do that. Oh, please that's don't. Do just... not play. There's yeah, that's why I try to toss to him, dude. I know. There's good and then there's great. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's like that sometimes, yeah. you know? So I give it up. Chuck is amazing, obviously. That's my Bro, favorite. all of us are here. I know. It's we are here. I was going to say, wow, holy shit. Good call, that that means this is this is going to be a very important episode then. If That's all four true. of us are here, the, the four horsemen are here. No, not the four horsemen. Four horsemen? <laughs> We're not horsemen. That was the pestilence. We're tweet talkers. Um, uh, <laughs> actually, you know what I want to get? Because obviously we're going to talk a lot of Watch the Throne today. Um, it was the event of the weekend, event of the century, if you ask me, honestly. Uh, really, really fun time there out in the Guildhouse, which is just the yeah. sickest venue. We said it so many times, but truly, I uh, can't thank them enough for giving us the space for the weekend or, or letting us use the space for the weekend. It, it's just amazing. Such good vibes there. But actually, yeah. the, before I dive into any of our personal experiences there, because you know myself and Charles were casting and staff there, and Gavin, you were, I mean, basically staff and also playing there. So, um, Marcus, from a viewer point of view... I guess it's like an easy way for us to get good feedback from, you know, obviously I trust most of your opinions. Uh, there's that whole Marth thing that I don't like, but that aside, I like most of your opinions. What what do you think of the event? Did you have a good time as a viewer? I think it's a unique point of view. How do we choose Martha, not Sora? Like, what the heck? I thought you were going to say Your Sora point of view is that you, you think very highly of him, right? Yeah. I do too, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, not as a character, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In Smash. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I was sitting there. I was like, let me see what this Watch the Thrones really going to look like. And uh, I tuned in. I was surprised. I was like, oh, it's not a couch. It's four seats, which is, you know, a little different. But I was like, they each have their own personal throne. I guess that's like where the vision was. Or maybe you just didn't have couches. But yeah, in my we, head, we I was didn't like, have two two-man couches. Yeah, so. yeah I was we like, made oh, a little, little column A, little column B. It's, it's, yeah, for, four thrones for every caster. Um, but it felt, and I don't know how else to say it other than this, but it just felt very Summit-esque. Like, it felt like it never went anywhere. Obviously, there were a lot of differences in, like, uh, the side events. Like, there was a mafia every night, and then there was, like, the the round table afterward, which was actually pretty cool. Um I don't know how many people truly tuned in. It was like a couple thousand people each night for the roundtables. But uh, that was super cool. Um, but as far as the event, I mean, Goathouse, I've been to the venue before, so I kind of knew what to expect. Um, I've been in the upstairs area. Uh, and I think y'all y'all did a great job. Yeah, I mean, I was literally watching the event like, man, this, this, is, this is fantastic. I can't think of like much... Uh, there are obviously some hiccups, and that's the thing that I really wanted to point out is this is y'all first time doing it, you know? 
Um, and it went very well for like very, very well for the first time running an event of that caliber. So um, all the players showed up, seemed like for the most part, they had a good time. Uh, seems like the casters were enjoying themselves. Like, you know, sometimes like when you go, you're watching summits, there's just, you, you've been there so many times, you've seen the set so many times, you're just like, casters don't actually want to cast, but it seemed like you know, y'all enjoyed a very large amount of the matches. Um, the day one matches were nice. I don't, I don't know. It was, a, it was a good event. It was a good event. Good watch. What about, all right, stop holding back. What about negative feedback, you said? Come on. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's it was similar to Summit, but if you, if you directly compare it, obviously I think Summit has higher quality, like just right. content, sets, cameras, equipment, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean. And stuff like that. So yeah, I, I definitely think it. in terms of like quality, we don't hold a candle up to summit but right. I, we did the best yeah. with what we got you know what i'm saying <laughs> like some, some people on twitter also noticed we didn't do skits yeah good i was literally out. about to say that good call out yep we didn't um, do that we can't afford it that's so, very expensive maybe next time yeah. well because the thing is so summit flew us out two days early and like some of us would yep. do skits and some of us would just be there two days early and that's extra flight hotel like hotel whatever more time people have to take off of work and more time you need the venue which summit had a venue we don't have a venue. We work with Guildhouse, but we pay for that because it's a huge space that they let us use. So um, that's why we didn't do skits this year. We we want to do, I think it's a good idea to do more cool content ideas, not necessarily skits per se. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do that. I hope we can. Um, it's obviously, we actually have a meeting tonight. Well, by the time the podcast came out last night, about things we want to improve and the feedback that we saw on how, how to improve it. So yes, we also noticed there were no skits. Uh, I didn't know that that would be such a big thing that was missing, to be honest with you. Obviously, I like them from Summit. But I felt like a lot of the times for the Summit ones, I would see people complaining after, too. Like, oh, skit was too long. It wasn't funny enough. Like, oh, It's a lot of pressure that they had yeah. to deliver on those. So for us, when we were doing it for the first time, it was a pretty easy one to cut out just in terms of timing and budget and just demands that it, it had. But we are obviously interested in creating... Um, Something that, how do I even put this? Because, you know, obviously the vibes will be very summit, but we want it to become its own thing really um, as it takes off. But that's what we know right now, right? We just wanted to get one under our belts, right, Charles? Like we, like Marcus said, we just didn't want any big flubs to happen. No internet. Uh, four players don't show up. Like all that shit is what made us lose sleep. Not you didn't do skits. Yeah. We yeah. will obviously I think, think about what like, we're going to do. Yeah. When they compare the two, it's like the glaring thing that isn't there it might not even be about whether they prefer no skits or skits it's yeah, probably it's just, just it's like it's like when you have something and you're not like sure if you even like it but then it's gone it's like wait i didn't have a i didn't have a chance to decide if i like this or not yeah. <laughs> it's like someone yeah. coming through and being like actually it's like actually you guys don't have skits so you're not yeah. like we doing x y also- correctly or whatever right like yeah, we did notice we noticed like, oh, wow. that we didn't write scripts and <laughs> shot the camera shot the shots and all that stuff but the thing is is that's another good point gavin is that we want to use this as a data collection what do people really miss what do people really want to see and as we work towards potentially doing another one we're going to be looking at that so again we're looking for constructive feedback not whatever not whatever comes to your brain first like actually doing something so yeah and put that feedback in the youtube comments please please and thank you please and thank you um no well, I'm not a YouTube comment, but I can be. But there was one. I don't. <laughs> I don't. There was like one point. I'm not sure what happened. I think it was like before top eight or something like that. There was a very long break, like a very, very, like a very 20, 30 minute break, 20, yeah. 30 minute break. And I was just like, what happened? Um, I think whenever especially because i think you've also been on the viewing end of i don't i don't know what happened obviously but as a viewer um i would just appreciate someone saying something of like essentially what's happening oh like a reason i mean i could tell i could say the reason yeah no but i mean just like for the people just like for the people watching because a lot of the like there were uh, obviously breaks and stuff for ads and like that game looked really cool, Combo Devils or whatever. It looked like a fun game. Uh, but there are, like, breaks for ads and stuff, and, like, that's going to happen. Like, it's stuff costs money. Um, but, yeah, so there's going to be breaks. But that one, I was just sitting there, like, this joint coming back or, like, and then eventually the time popped up, and I was like, 20 minutes? I was like, bro, what? What? 
20 minutes. All right. Well, break time, like actual break time, like time to go, like do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in, in that scenario, uh, Guildhouse was setting up the or Guildhouse slash like production was setting up the MC mic for Coney. So that's what was going on. We we're essentially getting Coney ready to MC because we didn't have any MCs like throughout the whole event, right? So before right. top eight, that's when and also that was kind of a last minute change as well because we didn't know at first Coney was going to commentate like top four and have commentary blocks and stuff like that. But for us, I mean, um, I guess we can let everyone know, but like all the commentators at the event were we're not getting paid any money for commentating. So we all just came through. Obviously, the event provided um, hotel and housing and stuff like that, like hotel and flights. But all the commentators came through and they just believed in the event. You know, we're all homies and we didn't have a lot of budget going into this. So uh, we essentially just worked for free, right, in terms of just straight commentary. So I for me, I felt bad for Coney because I was like, man, Coney's losing a lot of money, not restreaming this at home. So I offered Coney, I was like, hey, we have this stream set up on the side with Guildhouse. Maybe that can be your stream, right? And because I know Coney's always talked about having like this side stream vibe where it's still right next to the stage. So he gets the tournament vibe. So Coney can still make his bag from streaming. And then, uh, but he really wanted to be a part of the event. I was like, well, you could MC. So it's like, you go up there real quick, you MC, then you get back to a stream, right? Because he did the side stream thing at SmashCon. And when you went up to do co- top four, uh, me and Haz were on Coney's stream, but people come to Coney's stream to see Coney. So obviously his viewership's going to drop a bit. So the MC was like kind of a middle ground of like, okay, you're still part of the event, Coney. And he, he did really want to commentate. Like he was having a lot of fun doing the couch commentary and stuff like that. But it was a nice in between for Coney where he did couch commentary. And then, you know, on the final day, he did MC still part of the event and he was still with the side stream too. And a bunch of different people I, I know myself has void bam and a bunch of other community members job jumped on Coney's side stream as well to be a part of that too. So I thought that was a really cool middle ground. And that was uh, a big reason of why we had that like 20 minute long break or 30 minute long break before jumping in because we just had to redo a bunch of audio. And if you know anything about production, audio is the most like it's the hardest thing and the most complex thing when it comes to most productions. It, audio can get a little tricky. True. Well, now y'all know. Well, there you go. There's <laughs> yeah, a, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess some know. more. I guess more transparency would be good, though. I think that's. I think that's completely fair feedback. Yeah, we'll be right back. Getting uh, MC audio ready, or like yeah, uh, giving the viewer reason of just like, oh, they're not farming me for ads. They're doing this yeah i mean we yeah. are but yeah so, <laughs> like, i was like ads again man not not like the the slide yeah. ads but like the channel twitch channel ads but that's a whole twitch thing and you know i'm glad you yeah. brought up the other platform fighters that we had there because rivals was super sick um that game com- combo devils fun. it does and dude the thing is, is I'll, I'll keep it a stack i hate all those other platform fighters usually usually i think I'm just going to play Smash, like, whatever. But, bro, those were good trailers. Like, I said it on the couch, but that was – Combo Devils, especially from what they showed, is, like, a complete game. Like, they have a single-player mode, a co-op, like, a roguelike type deal, like, all this stuff that – oh, we're not just making Melee 2. Like, that, that is what I hate when it comes to – Oh, play. that's the worst. That is, Melee it's 2. A terrible, terrible idea. They especially are never going to play other platform fighters because they, they love their game so much, which is great. But this, like, if you actually make a fun game – I might actually play it if I'm not just in it to play ranked. I need something to play on flights. I'm tired of World of Light again. And yeah, I didn't game. play any Smash. I, like, I didn't have much time to play a lot of games this weekend, but when I did have time to just sit down and play some stuff, I was playing Rivals too. It was that you and Bam so were spamming Rivals, dude. Big yeah, time. So fun. That game is really, really fun. Hit falling is just such a... I, the game feels very intuitive, so I, I like that about it. And it's like a... It's a new game, right? Small cast, so... I mean, obviously, it's a like alpha or beta version, but yeah. Yeah. Who you play, bro? Uh, Zetter. I, I, I think there's other characters I will enjoy like as they release more characters, though. Yeah. Yeah, Zetter's really fun. For me, I played a ton of Smash this weekend, which felt great because I'd taken a really big break. Like I, I just was kind of chilling, playing other games and enjoying single players and the new WoW came out. So it's just been a lot of other games, but I've been real. I had so much fun playing Smash this weekend. I don't think I played against you, actually, Gavin. We usually play. I don't think we played this weekend, did we? 
No, we were going to, but I ended up playing with Leo instead. L. Huh? Come on, man. Who's, who's playing hotter that tournament, me or Leo? Come yeah. I guess Pretty we'll close. Never, I guess we'll never know. One of us had uh, a farming of Icon session. That's all I'm saying. Only one of us did. So, <laughs> Actually, Icon and I had very fun games. I love that guy. So I play with Icon a lot. Light. I play with Icon too. Uh, dude, he's the man. I love Icon. He's such a great guy. Um, Snorly. I play with Snorly. My go. I love Snorly, dude. He's so. Uh, that's Pluto's uh, coach for the. Yeah. When he hopped on the couch for that Gluto set, I felt so bad. Bro, wait. Because Gluto got cooked. What if it was me, Coney, or. Yeah, nope. me, Coney, and Snorly. Like just Wario players. Like. Nightmare. Bro. Nightmare. If I, if I got the cast with Snorley at the same time while I was a Gluto set, bruh. <laughs> that was some big feedback we got too, is that they wanted uh more caster to do more uh, or more uh, players to do more casting. Which is totally fair. I think that's I would have done it. I just hard. It's just hard to ask y'all, yeah, because they're just giving up playing to be on the couch. Yeah, I, I thought we got a decent amount of players. I don't know comparative to like Summit. Uh, but we, we, me and Phil were out there like essentially spamming the players. Like anyone want to cast, anyone want to cast, anyone want to cast. So we, we tried uh, and it, it's hard because I, I don't want to, I don't want to schedule players onto the commentary couch. Mm-hmm. I only want players to go up there if they feel comfortable and you yeah. know what I mean? Cause I like, like has said the big, our biggest priority is the player experience. And we want to make sure the players are, have all the time and resources they need for the bracket and stuff like that. So and even um, I'd love to hear your opinion, Gavin, since we don't have skits and we don't have a media day. I, I'm assuming most players like it. I know Light said that he kind of preferred that when we were doing the Tweet Talks Lights Out podcast. Um, but how, how do you feel about that, Gavin? Just not having like a media day and you, you get to not come in because like to get to, uh, for perspective, guys, for Summit, players and stuff fly in Tuesday night. And then what, so Tuesday night and then you fly out the next Monday. So the previous summits were like a week-long experience if you're part of the event. You're flying in Tuesday. Wednesday is media day where they record skits and get headshots and stuff like that. Thursday, the event starts, right? What did the event start on Thursday? It did, yeah. right? And side, then, side events and small side events. events. Maybe, maybe like some that. pools, but yeah. And then I think Friday's pools will start. So it's like that's a lot. So yeah. I, I, I would love to hear your opinion on that, Gavin, as a player. Yeah, I mean, as a player, I try my best to be as low maintenance with the organizers and production and everything. Like, I'll do whatever's necessary, skits. And um, when I was younger, I was pretty shy about doing skits, but <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I'm fine with doing it now. But, I mean, from a Watch the Throne perspective, it, it, it's nice. Like, I get to, you know, it's a, it's a coast-to-coast flight for me. So, you know, I'm traveling with my girlfriend and everything, so we have time to um recuperate and become human beings again before uh, the weekend starts but yeah i think either way i'm cool with it like i understand like um you know what by what what might be needed and it's not just about clocking in and going home sometimes so like i i have enough experience to where i i understand uh either way so i i'm, I'm perfectly fine with both usually um but I do a lot of content in my life. I do this podcast. I stream. I do a bunch of stuff for Luminosity and Medify and blah, blah, blah. So obviously, if I can take a tournament to focus on the tournament, that's obviously very good for me because it's not always the case. Um, you know, At this point in my life, it's usually not the case. So I, I, I genuinely separate those two types of things. A tournament where there's also job type stuff going on and a tournament where it's only tournament. Like... I kind of get more excited when like my only uh, my only role is to play. I kind of I kind of uh, get excited for those nowadays. Nice. Yeah, which is which is crazy because you don't get to experience that as often, right? I, I feel like when you were younger, you got to experience that a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But, and then, you know, times change and all that stuff. And yeah. honest, honestly, shout outs to you and Light both using your guys' platform to market this event and also coming onto like multiple roundtables and stuff like that. I don't think this tournament would be as successful without i i was very proud about the overall marketing for the event so like the round tables the you know the push through all the podcasts and stuff like that i think that was a big part of like the first one being able to 
go into the realm of breaking even, you know what I mean? Because yeah. the marketing is such yeah. a big deal for something with like a voting phase and stuff like that. So, I mean, shout outs to you guys, man. It, you uh, we Paris, really appreciate I it. mean, I'll, I'll help y'all anytime, obviously. Y'all have done a lot for me. So, um, of course. And I, I want to see the events do well. And I having more events is always good as a Smash fan. So, that's true. You brought up something cool too, Gavin, that made me think of the event that I, I really enjoyed was. You said when you were younger, you had a hard time, you know, coming out of your shell. And I mean, it's still even to this day, I think sometimes you're a bit of a shy guy. But yeah. that was super true for a lot of the younger players we had there. Like Bloom, I know, isn't on socials right now. And Akola has been notoriously, like, pretty quiet, right? Um, but getting them up to the uh, commentary room and getting them on after sets and just hearing them talk, like, people really like that. Like, and I shout outs to uh, Tarek for doing that first, even though he was like pretty upset with his results, he still went up there and he thanked the event and thanked the everybody. Like it's very classy what he did, like yeah. class act move that he did, um, even though he was upset and didn't want to. And I, I think we say it all the time, but that's my favorite thing about the community and smash is seeing people personally grow and become better and bigger people yeah. um, through the community. So that was, that was my favorite, probably my favorite part of the event, aside from Bloom's mom showing up, shout out to Bloom's mom. Like oh, the nicest, great. sweetest British lady you've ever met in your life. Uh, she <laughs> oh, like popped great. her head in the commentary room after. She's like, thanks. Thanks for inviting Bloom. You know, sorry, was, my throat is gone right now. Uh, yeah, that, that, we're going to leave that, that in, editors. Mean, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, but she's the sweetest lady ever, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it just means a lot to see, you know, kids really get a shot against, you know, against yeah. really good opponents and all that stuff. So it was, it was really cool. That's something that I've been thinking about the last like year or two is like, uh, the newer generation of players at the big tournaments. And for this tournament specifically, I was kind of hoping that Bloom and Webb had a good time and that they were comfortable and all that. Like I it was gen, I think I even said it on the show, like it's something I was genuinely thinking about a lot. Like, like, a, like I'm, I'm not going to say I feel like a guardian or like a, a brother or something, but I can't help but think like, you know, I, I've, you know, been where they are and all that stuff. And I want them to, be comfortable and you know have a good time and play well blah 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 and i think bloom and web did a good job at that i think they they played great the the crowd loved them the and all that um and i, I hope they had a good time i hope so um but yeah even like you know like riddles and cola and like all those types of players zamba like like i i just i just want them to be happy you know what i mean like <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like the, the newer players like like you know like we're used to them the community is used to seeing them but like you know they're a few years younger than me and all that stuff so um you know i'm always you know not necessarily looking out for them and everything but i i do worry like it, it's like i'm i don't know maybe it comes with age or something but <laughs> yeah you you mentor gavin yeah i think it's because yeah. like i know what it's like to to lose and not sure what to do with yourself and or, you know, even like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough life when you're like uh, in a competition type of thing. And it's just it's just you and yourself versus the world. So it's not easy. Yeah. And even Zombo was there as a sub. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, Zombo yeah. got on the mic a couple of times, which was dope. I mean, just hanging out with Zombo was fun, too. So that was cool. Yeah. And I get, uh, we can pivot into the results. You guys want to start talking about like the uh, actual tournament itself? Sure. I wanted to hear your favorite part, Charles. Uh, like favorite like match or? No, man. What did you like about the tournament? I mean, I was you... really busy the entire time, but it's very, to me, it was very fulfilling. Like as I'm running around grabbing pizzas or doing whatever, right? Like. Uh, there's just a bunch of small stuff I had to do, uh, but it felt very fulfilling to see smile, smiles on players' faces, smiles on the audience' face, you know what I mean? And even just the general workflow, it felt pretty efficient. And even even doing things like pivoting with uh, Kony's sidestream stuff, like that was something that, you know, we made that call like maybe the night before, the morning of, and we we're still able to execute on it. So, you know, kind of being able to envision something and just execute on it like immediately and have it go really smoothly felt really nice. So yeah. And especially after it was over and I mean, even like looking at the viewership numbers and stuff like that, I, everything exceeded my expectations and everyone was having a good time. So it, it was a very, it felt so fulfilling because I've, 
I've worked and helped with other events, but this is the first event that I've been a part of like building from the ground up and I'm doing it with a bunch of my friends. So like, I don't know, I don't think you get, get any better than that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I just got to say, I can't thank you enough, man, because there were a lot of people on that staff and a lot of our friends on the staff, but I think we all acknowledge that you broke your back more than anyone. So really appreciate you, man. Without you, you, that tournament would not have gone. If it happened at all, it would not have gone smoothly for sure. So you are one of the hardest workers I know. So thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) Go. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about some results. Spark goat. Well, what was building. going on? What was going on? Did Bro you was hitting the... those dash attacks and downers. That's what's I, going I, on. I don't understand. I he it felt like he couldn't be wrong. He couldn't be wrong. His decisions just they felt right every time. His recoveries, his routes, they get it just it all it all felt correct. I was just watching like, hmm, this might be optimal. Like I was like, this this feels op-. like not even like oh this is like a really good decision. I was like. This might be optimal here. Like, oh snap! Mm-hmm. Like this, th- that was easily the best I've ever seen him play. I what think did I say? What did I say on this show? Wait, what did you say? What did you oh, said? Spargo's due. Spargo's due. I dude. said that you know he's like he's not doing as well, and people are oh, noticing yeah. it. But I said a player that's young like him and a player in a position like him, he's going to rubber band, and it might even be more impressive than when he than when he went before. I said that. And I told I told everyone, and it happened. Even was literally last week, right? Yes, I said <laughs> it was going to happen. Something. It was like a week or two ago. I said it. I've been. I've done it myself. I've rubber banded <laughs> myself. I've seen everyone else do it. And I, Spargo is clearly the type of player to do something like that. So, I, oh yeah, you can't sleep even... that quickly. You can't fall asleep that fast, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know like what Naive. was the most impressive part, but like I don't know if it was beating Sonics with Cloud or beating Mia with Cloud. Like he he usually goes ages versus both, and I can't figure out which one was more impressive. Like they both were incredible sets. It, I think beating Mia in general right now is like I mean it's the same with Sonics, right? Like beating either of them is really really difficult. Um, but I think just beating Mia in general right now is like a really, really tall task. And I think Sonics and Spargo have so much history that maybe Spargo has like some some notes in his head specifically about Sonics, you know? So I would say like that's probably the most impressive thing is for me at least was him beating Mia with Cloud. Like that... The, it didn't look like it was going to go well. And then it, it just went well. And I was like, I don't like how can this kid lose today? He's, he's not losing. Like just... look at that recovery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to me, it was wild because now this, this matchup has been thought of as cloud favor for quite a while. I mean, it probably still is. I'm, I'm not a expert by any means, but these uh, cloud essentially uh, most characters that outrange Game Watch it's a huge plus right because now Game Watch has I mean Game Watch still has great approaching tools like uh, dash attack one of the better dash attacks in the game and stuff like that and he still has great like drifting aerials he can do and stuff like that but honestly Spargo's recoveries this tournament were just out of this world like the fact that Mia didn't really feel like was getting too many edge guards and the fact that Spargo was getting back on the stage and the fact that Spargo was always every single stock was like 140 150 plus like dealing with cloud getting back on a stage with max rage like that the stray hit master right just like fairs back airs it, it's so hard to deal with man so really good stuff to Spargo and his recoveries like his his recoveries the dares and the dash attacks were like the three things that stood out to me and even in the I think it was me and EE also predicted Spargo was winning this tournament on Friday when we did the tweak talks lights out show when we were doing predictions and like my mentality was recently Spargo has been having trouble getting to Mia Anna Akola at events that they're all at but at these types of invitationals, I won't say you have a one-way ticket to it, but it's like there's it's only a couple stops away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lied. I lied. The most impressive thing for me about Spargo this weekend is actually in the little the little like thing at the bottom, like headliner. His bounce back from the beginning of the weekend was incredible. Damn it, Marcus, you took mine. Damn. My bad. That Stolen. was my favorite. Well, because. 
it's a very different style of tournament and he's gotten bought he's literally gotten last the last summit right he got last place he went on two in the final yeah. row and one yep. in the last bracket and he's also won a summit <laughs> yes yeah i guess i when gavin said remember what i said i didn't but then when he said the word rubber band i was like he definitely spammed that a lot which is super <laughs> true um with spargo and i think the biggest thing there it's not even about spargo because he he showed up on friday got oh three by light and light went three oh and then they had very different weekends from there. Very different weekends. Yeah. I room with light. We had a great time. It was super, we had super, uh, a super fun time. But the thing is, is like talking about it. He's like, dude, I was the only one that beat Spargo this weekend. And he bodied him. And, and the yeah. huge thing is light also worked very hard over the weekend. I'm not exactly sure what I think his mental just wasn't there is what he was saying. Um, especially after your set, Gavin, that was just a tough one for him. I think it was pretty clear by his body language and what was going on when he was playing against Ken, which is notoriously one of lights best matchups. So, yeah. Um, the difference in the bounce back and the way that Spargo, I think what you're saying about tournaments is super true. Spargo in a main bracket is going to have to play against a lot of other players, you know, uh, that are ranked, you know, like Aaron, right? Like Aaron took a set off of Spargo at Super Smash Con. Aaron, a fantastic player, wasn't in this bracket, not in this bracket path, right? Um, so less of those threats that could that could get hungry and beat Spargo were um, not there, which is a thing. But then also how you use your weekend and how you grind. And do you think Sonic Sonic's... You heard how it happened, right? Because I was like so surprised. That's so. Funny. Why would Sonics go? Why would Sonics or why would uh, Spargo go cloud against Sonics? He's played Pyramithra against Sonics forever. It's a good matchup for them, supposedly. I don't know. I think that still remains to be seen because Sonics <laughs> plays that matchup incredibly. So it's it's hard to say, um, but it's supposed to be their favor. But apparently, like since Spargo and Sonics play together all the time. Spargo was like, I have to warm up my cloud for a matchup. Do you mind playing against my cloud for a little bit, Sonics? And Sonics was like, sure, yeah. And Spargo goes, I just cooked him the entire time. He's yep. like, then I decided I'm just going to go cloud. I'm like, do you think Sonics regrets those friendlies, dude? Because he yeah. definitely would have gone ages. Isn't that crazy? How much Got I could just change a weekend? Like, sometimes the character's just playing hot. And I mean, sneaky, they, bro. Uh huh. Dude, well, sneaky, sneaky. well, I was thinking, like, if that happened, it's like, oh, Sonics is throwing. He wants him to go cloud. Like, that's, you know, much that's a better matchup than Aegis. Also possible. Damn. Also possible. Definitely. There are always mind games in these, in these, I've seen. I've seen Gluto farm Sonics and friendlies, and I'm not stupid. Huh? <laughs> I'm not. Uh -huh. I, I'm ending my thought there. That's all I'm gonna say. That's the, to, the buzzy. Yeah, that's a <laughs> buzz classic. <laughs> he did that against for... Void one time. Uh, sorry, this is like a total <laughs> derail, but it was uh, it was like I think the second to last Apex or something like that. But uh, Void was using Mewtwo. It was a, it was a Smash Four Apex, the last Smash Four Apex, and Void was grinding me too, and the Buzz was just like losing to him in friendlies, and then in bracket, Void brought it out, and the Buzz just slapped that me too. Like, <laughs> I, I, that that was one of the first times Void experienced one of uh, the Buzz's good old friendly tricks. I played with Void a bunch too. That was not as fun though. He said he was wobbling you. He he told me you were having fun. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, fighting's void. She was he dude. talking about himself? Yeah, she yeah. gets Belmont. I had a blast, dude. It was super fun. Sounds so fun, dude. Yeah, he was wobbling me. I can't do anything when he hits me. I just, I just how are your how are your zoning moves? Oh, terrible. Moves? Yeah, also terrible uh, <laughs> against the better zoning move. It's one Cheek of those matchups. Zone. It's one of those matchups like Fox where I just need to land uh, fourteen uppies and then back air him and hopefully he dies. Uh, yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, what was it? Oh, so that's a. Shout out to Gluto for getting a kill at seven in bracket. What yeah, the dude. I was playing. I was warming up with Leo when this happened, and I turned to him and I was and I tried to see what he thought. I was like, "Isn't that funnier than dying at zero? Like, because it's like like the number seven is just so funny here." And he's like, "Yeah, like he's like at like zero is almost a normal thing nowadays." He said, "But seven is in like a couple hits is so funny, but, <laughs> like." Telling someone you died at zero is like, oh, I feel bad. Like, they're not going to laugh. But telling someone you died at seven, like, I might jump. <laughs> There's a little comedy in there, yeah. Yeah, like seven. Tragedy and comedy, yeah. yeah. Seven. But zero is like, yeah, you're supposed to die at zero. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. The whole part of the culture around that. But yeah, yeah that's ultimate. Yeah, exactly. True. Seven is very, very off of just one nair waft not yeah. even like a crazy string it was just like it was like oh snap warriors nair worked death two-piece combo yep two and buttons then we, and then i think we went back to town and city after that okay but that's a akola almost lost for the same reason too but um whatever. damn that was a close moving on i, I akola I, well go ahead what do i know what do i know 
Akola had a lot. I, this is in one thing, you know, obviously as, as a tournament organizer, organizer and someone on the staff, you want the upsets to happen because you want more people to talk about your event in like a, a positive way. And usually upsets are perceived that way. Uh, obviously it's situational, uh, of course, but in this case, like, man, Webb, Akola had some tight sets is, is what I'm saying. Like they yeah. were super, super close. And a part of it, obviously, in him closing out those uh, sets, or part of it is he's playing Steve and he had Diamond. Like that, that helps a lot. The kid is clutch too. Got to give it up uh, at a certain point, especially he's playing against some like Ludo, one of the most clutch players in the world, right? Like super, super clutch player. Even though it's a tough matchup, sometimes those things are off the table when you're as as good as Gluto, right? Obviously, it affects the outcome of the entire match. But I'm saying when it comes down to the last hit scenario, it's like Gluto has built a career on this situation. Like he's just so good at it. And then Webb, that was just beyond a heartbreaker. He played so perfectly for three games in a row for the reverse 30. And then, well, oh, Chris, we did not need to put that on the screen. Yeah. That is so That's sad great. to see. I don't even It's so work. tough because, and we saw it with Luis too against, <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I saw Luis against uh, Sonics too. Very similar thing. He won game one dominant. Should have won game two, but the oh, timer like he did not look at the timer. When when I saw him get instantly get off the angel platform and there was like forty seconds or something, I was like, he doesn't know that there's it's below a minute. Like he doesn't know because in that in that scenario, and then there was even um, it was the scenario to the left is when I super knew he didn't know the timer because he like got a hit and then tried to follow up with like a like a full hop or like some kind of back air on the left side and then got whiff punished and lost the lead. I was like. Oh, you're supposed to like get the hit and just reset and get out. Like, no. Yeah. He kept swinging, dude. He, and he just told me he hadn't been in that scenario enough, you know? And Sonics is in that scenario all the time. Daily. Oh, yeah. if, if, if he's if he's playing, I guess. So hourly, yeah. <laughs> Even if he's not playing, it's how he lives life. Yeah, so it's like I, I get it. It's not it's not easy, especially in bracket. It, it it's hard for everyone involved in bracket because you know, those last few decisions are so important. And it's so scary. <laughs> um, but yeah. On uh, on commentary, I called it the Sonic Zone. Because, you know, we have the Myron Zone, where, you know, he's in the Myron Zone. I was like, that's the Sonic Zone. Once the timer gets to underneath, once that two is gone yep. on the minute, that's it. He's, yeah. His percent chance of winning, I need someone to run the stats. What are his percent chances of victory when the timer uh, goes to uh, 90 seconds or less, let's say? Yeah. Pretty damn high, because that is... If you're you gonna- have to pay attention... Mm-hmm. so early on to like when stocks are being taken or lost or whatever um because it'll tell you a lot about what it's going to be like when you're at one stock uh <laughs> yeah or when he's at one stock so if uh yeah if you play sonics you it's just something you have to prepare for especially if you start playing the matchup well because the way that he responds to people playing the matchup well initially when he can't play that that style one that he has is just, you know the vibes like it is what it is man so but I'll say too, even ca- casting his sets this weekend, I had a lot of fun. Him versus Ken, I thought it'd be a fucking oh snoozer, obviously. Very fun set. Very, very fun set to cast. So we had, I thought for sure we we're gonna go to time every time. Nope. Absolute banger. Sonics is so goaded at that matchup. Wait, which time? Which the they first time. The first the time. First, ta- first time was a banger, bro. Yep. <laughs> Massacre. Mm-hmm. I was like, this can't be real. Like it is how is the gap this large? Like, and it's so weird because it's not like Ken didn't perform well this weekend. Didn't he get like fifth? Probably, like, probably the best I've seen him play. Like he yep. he performed well, and then Sonics was like, also you know. ni- nicest guy I've ever met. By the way, Ken, I don't know what EE's problem was. <laughs> we nice- know now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was that, that was a headliner event that happened. That was, that was making up. It was. Just EE, not Ken and EE. Yeah, Ken, yeah, Ken e. had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, thing, yeah. he knew. He brought receipts because he knew the second the second Phil sat down and brought up the tournament. Ken goes, "I wasn't there." <laughs> well, I wasn't even there, bro. Like, Phil, the look on Phil's face was so fucking funny, dude. Said, like, just you like, were. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is like the nicest guy. I'd never interacted with him before. The only thing I knew about Ken was his gameplay just from watching it and anything Phil has incorrectly told me. So when he started talking, I was like, this guy's awesome. What the hell? Like, can't believe the lies, bro. Can't believe the lies. Just uh, Ken. Yeah. I love that he had a good tournament because sometimes people qualify for these events and do uh, not amazingly, but he, he took it all the way. I have to imagine him and Sonics were 
helping each other a lot this weekend too. They're, Sonic mains are like, they're like that, you know what I mean? Like they, they're, they help each other out a lot, which is cool. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw Sonic's in the crowd watching a, a cast that, um, and Sonic's was genuinely like, looked like a, a fan out there. So I think that's cute. You know what I mean? I can be mean about it and be like, Oh, I hate Sonic, blah, blah. Look at this. <laughs> I, I think that was very adorable. And, um, you know, the, the passion is really cool. And yeah, I think both of them did incredible this weekend. You got a second, you got a fifth, like very, very good. Yeah. This character is powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful. And, and I will give it up. Gavin was one of the first people I knew that like said Sonic was crazy broken from the beginning. Of course so, I was, of course. Yes. I was. I, like back in <laughs> what, 2019, I think it was like, is when Gavin was just like, this character, bro, is like, is insane. It was crazy. I just remember him talking about it. I was just like, man, because I, I remember now, you disagreed to like the that. point where you would actually counter argue me when I was in a bad mood, too. You were yeah. down. To like, me and Gavin would always argue about something. Yeah. He, and he eventually convinced me yeah. around like 20 end of 2019, end of 2020. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Holy shit. <laughs> Because I remember, like, I, I'm not even going to go into it. I was always right. Gavin might know a thing or two about Smash. He's, a little bit, a little bit. He's, he's a smart fellow when he comes England to Smash. England sucks. <laughs> That's not my fault. There were patches and characters that got released that I had no involvement true, in. True, true. That one's not my fault. The game maybe, changed. Maybe game a little changed. bit. Maybe a little bit my fault, too. What's, like, crazy? I think even without some of these changes, Inkling would still be worse, so. Well, I think post quarantine was interesting because it was like, it it almost felt like ultimate one point five because so much things changed. There was like patches and like we were only kind of like keeping up with competitive, but it's through Wi Fi, right? Which has a bunch of asterisks, obviously, and stuff like oh, that. So apparently, it doesn't. <laughs> Jeez. Lol, inkling. I mean, I don't know. Them Wi-Fi tournaments are looking very accurate now. I'm like, what oh, I mean, yeah, true. Oh, it was crazy. You know, um, my favorite interview was like, oh, God, like Leo and Mia were interesting. So apparently Mia plays his roster. I was like, so why do you play like Game & Watch and Steve, right? And he was like, well, I just practice on online. So I just pick characters that are broken online. Yeah. So that's why he plays. And he said it had nothing to do with matchups at all. It's like these characters are broken online, so I wouldn't be surprised if we add Sonic to that list. And Mia will be ultimate darkness and does not care and will achieve number one. Something, something I want to say is at one point there was a, I guess at this point a rumor that Mia said NA was free, but I guess he's saying he didn't say that. So I want to bring that up just because I, I like to clarify when things are said or not. So I think sometimes I feel like the community has a way of hearing one thing and just running with it because it fits a certain narrative. In their heads. I do still think that Mia plays uh, a certain way in the game that <laughs> makes that believable. <laughs> However, those are two very different things. He's saying he didn't say that. So he was just wondering where that came from, which leads me to believe he didn't say it. But who knows, man? And it's then crazy. Leo. So Leo's interview is cool, too, because we got to talk about his character roster. So Leo does not play corn because he feels like you have to solo corn or main corn for corn to be good, which was pretty surprising because I think corn is more on like the simple side. I'm but super surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, instead of he was like, I'm not going to work. He, he said he's not going to play corn. And he was like the Rob, though. He was like 2024. Watch this Rob, which is like a That's more technical character. But. I mean, obviously, simple Rob works, right? Technical, yeah, yeah. High ceiling. Let's just say high ceiling. <laughs> high ceiling. High He's ceiling. a little technical. Leo could have won that set if he was a little more technical with Rob. He dropped that gyro combo at the end. Yeah. That, it wasn't even that. He just had to wait. Yeah. He started back, the air dog. He, was just, he was too excited to spin, bro. He wanted to spin <laughs> so bad. He wanted to spin so bad. Gameplay. Yeah, I mean, spin-based gameplay is always very strong. Okay, so yeah, right. apparently... Dude, that was so funny. That was so funny. Cooking Bam on that one. Uh, He's what was the other thing? Jump! Everybody, every, the commentators were so excited. They wanted Leo to win so bad. No jump! Everybody's screaming it. And he just goes on stage early. You just hear, no! Uh, dude, the whole crowd. Could you guys hear the crowd on commentary? Because everyone's had the same reaction. It was wild. And I, I said that to Leo when he came up. And he said that he was picking up Rob. I was like, 
Leo, you know you're the people's champion when fuck, the chat is going, hell yeah, Leo's Rob, fuck yeah. Like, dude, yeah, anything to win, please. Yeah. Leo Sonic, hell yeah. <laughs> they just, you know they you're just the people's want to champ, go Leo. Back on top. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Rob's a good fan. He's been playing Rob for a while, I feel like. Yeah. Like, just, just on and off, he always has been. Yeah, I Big mean, Boss has been doing well, too, Big so Boss, yeah. shout outs. Shout outs, man. Isn't that why he picked up Rob? To, like, help him? Maybe. I think he said that at one I point. I thought I think he said grinding that. partner, so wouldn't be surprised. Wait a second. Wait a second. So we're not gonna see Corin, man. That's what he oh. said, man. That's no Marth he, either. TK he, tried so hard to get him to play. Yeah, we're not we gonna tried the Marth. We tried the Marth pitch. We we showed him the Marth deck. We showed him the Corin deck. We we're like, all right, these are like the pros and cons, you know, like da da da. He's just not about it. He was like, Rob. That man. was a that was a hilarious set to cast, but you we were on that one together, right, Charles? Which one? The one with Leo where uh, he was playing. Who was he playing? Was it Akola maybe or Mia? I forget who he's playing. Um, but we said the only way to get the Marth out was for the secret uh, Kazia FD counterpick to happen. Yeah, I remember, that was so funny. We it's, Dude, I got to say, I, I know obviously Summit commentary. It's not for or, or invitational style commentary isn't for everyone. But I really had a blast this weekend. And the chat... There are a lot of laughs from the chat, which I think is always a huge W, but I know it's not for everyone. And if you're like super into being a nerd about Smash, I love that too. But it's just not really going to happen a ton at this this style of tournament. So it is what it is, dude. Yeah, not normally yeah. until like like really late into the bracket. You know, like the first couple of days. And it's kind of like that with the players too. Like the first day or two, the players are like willing to hop on commentary. Like they'll play in the side events. Like... You know they're they're enjoying themselves, but once when that gauntlet Saturday, the vibes are yep, different. it's different. That gauntlet phase is different. Locked in, everybody's just straight. They're, you gotta be tapped. careful who you say good morning to, bro. Yup, <laughs> might swing on you. They won't swing on you, like, but nah, I mean, nah. Well, they might. Fifty <laughs> percent chance. Yeah, if if you walk in too late and somebody lost, like, hey. Yeah, yeah. For the the gauntlet phase, I I always hope that the players that got out first seed are like down to commentate. Th- that's always my like yeah. viewpoint. Just make sure you know who won, who's done for the day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's usually your best bet. That's usually right. your best bet. Oh wait, Corin. Sorry, I just realized something. Uh, because Watch the Throne was like such a big thing this weekend, but also oh Santa yeah, it's kind of Yeah, I I, pull, I was. I was pulling up the results after we said Corin. Actually, that's pretty funny. <laughs> the same thought, bro. He's he's another W. So that's another good. W for the kid. He's so good. He he's actually getting very, very, very good. He is very aware of every situation that is occurring. It's it's getting scary. I was watching some of the follow ups that he had. Like there was like that clip on a uh, Twitter where like. He's fighting Beast Mode Paul, and he's, like, hitting everything back to back to back to back, making the good reads, like, keeping him in disadvantage for, like, 30 seconds straight. And then Beast Mode Paul hits him with, like, Nair, and he lands on the platform and crit up smashes him, and he dies. Yeah. Yeah. But as I was watching the clip, I was like, oh, my goodness, Shattuck is incredible. Like, this is incredible gameplay. Like, what what happened? You're talking about the hero up smash, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that was incredible gameplay. So, great, great. <laughs> you got to know he's going to land on the platform and miss the tech. Like, hey. Got to know. Shoutouts, as long as we're, because I haven't watched any of the sets yet, but it's going to be something I do throughout the week. But shoutouts to Beast Mode Paul getting second place. Shattuck not yeah. dropping a set, getting first. My man Omega got fourth. You know I love Omega. Great player. Cola fifth. That's the thing. Shattuck didn't drop a set. There's players like Lima, Anathema, Big D, like all of these players. Shiny Mark got third. That's crazy, man. I can't wait to watch those VODs. So there you go. Yeah. My man exactly. Bandetta won squat strike. Let's go. WWW. Oh, wow. I how do these FGC players do it? They, it's just, <laughs> it, I wasn't even sarcastic. I didn't even, I just didn't know there was squad strike. That's all. He did, man. He won. Uh, it's easy when you play three characters that have like basically the same exact inputs, but uh, that's a whole <laughs> yeah. different thing. We've heard about uh, Shadow Mains doing I well in squad strike before. My, uh, when I was playing with Iken, I was like, oh, you play one of the four Ryu's or what? Like my classic thing, I say. And he just, he just like, it was funny how down he was, just being like, yeah, they all do the same thing, blah 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 blah. Like, like he, he was, we were both just joking with each other. Yeah, funny. he's such a great guy. I, I really enjoy hanging out with. Him. We, I saw him at Terra, then I saw him at this tournament, like the last two tournaments I went to. I saw Iken, mm-hmm. which is super yeah. cool. 
I think that conversation started because I can sat down and play with me. He's like, oh, I know you hate Shoto's. Like, sorry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, it's okay. I hate Shoto's with every character except the one I'm about to use versus you. So, <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, you do not think highly of those characters except for Terry. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, don't worry. I'm fine. Like, I have Diddy Kong. It's all good. Um, that that was an interesting thing, too, because I was actually talking to Light about the best Shoto in the game. And he has the same opinion as you, Gavin, actually. Terry. Terry. That's what, yeah, he said the same thing. I still think it's Kazuya, but I, I respect that opinion. I still disagree. It's interesting. It's interesting. Well, hold on. Yeah, fully invincible. This entire game. Always blue and zero to death in you. Yeah. I actually, uh, I recently was talking to my brother about Ultimate and I was explaining to him because he doesn't know anything at all. So I'm like trying to explain to him the good characters and like what they do. And I was telling him about like some of the characters, like, you know, and why they're so good. And it obviously starts with like Steve and Sonic and stuff. And then I went down and I was like, yeah. And then there's characters that have these moves that have a random chance of literally killing you immediately. But um, they're not even worth complaining about. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and I realized how crazy this game was to my brother because I was like, dang these characters aren't even a problem and they do this like like this game's just crazy i was like yeah there's this fighting game character that's invincible the whole time and if you get hit one time you lose also he's like not the best yeah. <laughs> like and i was just like wow like explaining this in the simplest terms is so funny it's right. like oh yeah sonic is supposed to be light fast and weak but he's actually invincible the strongest and does the most damage so um <laughs> Yeah, they made they made a little oopsie there. <laughs> they did, man. It's all good. I have the same experience. Uh, sometimes I'll go to KawaiCon and I'll just see some of my older friends that either played Brawl or oh, Four or tell like them about early, early Ultimate, right? And they're like, they're like, all right, so how's how's the meta now? And I'm like, I just exhale. I'm like, oh man, like, uh, all right, so there's this there's Steve from Minecraft. They're like, Steve, I'm like, yeah, so he can like build walls behind him so you can't like hit him or you can build it in front of him and you can't like you have to hop over the wall and then i tell it's just it's like comical <laughs> sometimes when i'm like talking yeah. about it because they're just like wow like you play the you pl- you play the game i was like oh god i don't <laughs> play it hell no like i just <laughs> talk about it <laughs> like it's just it's just funny yeah i love playing dude that was one of my favorite things of the weekend i played so much and i usually like I said, I've been taking a break, so it just felt so good to. I don't know. It was nice to come back to Smash. I was gonna say, I think everyone can relate. Like when you don't play for a while, then you plug in. I was a little nervous just to plug in and play friendlies. The second I started moving around, I was like, oh, I miss. It felt so right, dude. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's enough about that. It was just yeah, it was a good time, man. I love the tournament so much. Um, yeah, meant a lot on a personal level, and. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things. So very happy with the way overall happy with how the tournament turned out. There's always things we could do better and whatever but overall. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to 2024, uh, especially with the amount of support we had now. And honestly, we didn't have too much time planning going into this one, maybe like four or five months max. So if we can go into this next one with, you know, all this feedback and even more time planning, I have, you know, a thousand percent confidence going into 2024. So really excited about that. Just like the future of watch the throne and how this one went. And yeah, it was, it was great, man. And then like the, the amount of support from everyone that like just showed up and like was talking to players and talking to staff, it just was amazing, man. 100%. 100%. 100%. See you at the next one. That was one thing we said, Marcus. Yeah. We really missed you we, and, we uh, and, miss Cosmo, and Cosmos too um, <laughs> for, uh, on the double podcast. Yeah, The, the double podcast was fun. What's that, Marcus? <laughs> I, I usually don't really talk too much in tournament chats, but the first thing I said, I was like, where's Brian? <laughs> he hates going. that. I know. <laughs> he, he hates that. Hates it. He That's hates insane. it. Phil did it right live in front of everyone. Wait, he did? He oh, did. Yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> all... He did do that. I, oh, I also oh, love doing the joint podcast. We just have very similar but very different vibes as, yeah. as each other, for sure. For sure. It, it, it was, was great having like length and it was just interesting in general. Like uh it was it was I, pretty just chill. It was just chill. It was funny because production's like 
we were like, how long do we have for the segment? They're like, do you think you guys could fill like at least a half hour? We were like, are you serious? <laughs> like a <laughs> half hour? You can do that shit with two of us. That's easy, yeah. Yeah, we went over a little bit, but it was all good. I think we're going to upload that VOD too, so you guys should keep an eye out for that. I don't know what we're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, exactly. I forgot to ask around about that. We'll figure it out, yeah. We got a couple things in the work, actually, after Watch the Throne, so stay tuned. I'm pretty excited about some things that could potentially be happening in the new year. So, um, And speaking of that, if you guys want to see anything from us as we're trying to grow and make Watch the Throne better, we're always looking to make the show better, too. So leave a comment below if you have a suggestion for 2024 and what you want to see from us. Uh, you know, we're, we're all ears. For the most part, what Marcus? Yes, Charles would have been on it better. Big whoop. I, I just shouldn't. I just shouldn't have reacted. It's fine. Nope, I'm not saying. Okay, you know what? I'll say it. I'm down for feedback unless the feedback is talk about this Japanese tournament. We've seen it eight million times. Ooh. We we can't all stay awake on. Yeah. We, we just can't do it all the time. We try our best. I'm yeah. sorry. No, we, I got uh, you, bro. Gavin already covered us. Yeah. yeah. And I was, Thanks, you know, man. I, I texted him cause I watched the episode after that. I was like, I really appreciate you saying that man, because we really did stress about that a lot. We try. Like, and it, yeah, exactly. You're stressing and, about it because it's like not what the show is. So that is that's a good I'm point. Thinking. It's not a, a natural fit for what we want to do. And there's tons of, if you guys want a recommendation, I watch a bunch of channels that cover every tournament every week. So there you go. Yeah. There's, they're out there. Um, not that we want you to go anywhere, but we want you to listen to us for us and, and them for them. So, yeah. Another great thing that uh, we were able to fulfill is we got the stretch goal for the Tweak Talks tier list episode. So now we're forced to do it, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look forward to that. I, I, I don't know if uh, it, it takes us a while to make a tier list. So, I usually give us like one or two weeks at least. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of fucking characters, man. I'll do it. I'll do it. We have to. Yeah, um, the other thing that was funny about that is because Paris and I, Light and I were on the same flight back. Did they hit their goal? I know we hit ours. Ah, oh, they have to do the online talent show. They didn't when I landed. When we landed, I was like, damn. Oh, they did the get it? Yeah, they got it. We hit the tier list discussion uh, goal and they were at like 95%. I was like, damn. I was like, we have to do all the work and you guys just got 95% there and have to do zero work. The light was like sick. I was like, well, too bad now, Jim. Now they got to do, do the online talent show. And I, also, Live. anyone who bought anyone who bought any of our merch from the shop, really thank you so much. Yes. Um, B works really hard on all those designs and did a great job with not just our stuff, but the the stuff for Watch the Throne too. The poster, all that stuff came out really well. We're very very happy with the merch, the shop, how everything went for Watch the Throne. It, it's weird how everything. I'm just waiting for like a week from now where we hear something terribly went wrong and we didn't notice, but. Hasn't happened yet. We sold out on the bomber jackets, basically, I think, at this point. It's very close if it's not already sold out. <laughs> it's really cool, man. It was it was definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life, being a part of this event. So it's cool. And hopefully more to come. Yeah. Yes. The first one's different, though. It always will be. You know what I mean? True, true. But still, like you said, there's notes for next time. There's all this stuff. So always looking to do better. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. I think that's about the about it unless anyone wanted to talk about anything else gavin yeah um i do um this is going to be pretty long and possibly trap in so um yeah so i've been thinking about how i want to say this it might be a bit rambly it might not be we'll see how much of a public speaker i am right now but um yeah so for anyone out there, whether it's a peer or someone on social media or someone at a tournament, it is your choice if you want to disrespect me or my girlfriend. But I will say I'm not going to take it kindly. Um, a lot happened this weekend and a lot of it was not good. Um, I guess I'll start by saying... There was something that happened during one of my matches that was uncalled for and uh, led to a lot of things that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, it went to, you know, the player cams during my set with Aquila, and um, I was not happy with that. I thought that was disrespectful because it's, you know, top five of a major tournament. Um, I'm not holding a grudge on anyone. I don't hate anyone, but that did piss me off. Um I thought it was disrespectful to my craft and what I've accomplished. I also helped put this event together. Um, I wasn't just someone plugging in, playing the game. Um, I also don't 
talk about I don't I don't want to ban Steve. I don't hate Akola. I wasn't um, upset with anyone in the moment or upset with Steve or Akola. Shook everyone's hand who beat me or who I beat anyone. Um, so it led to some misunderstandings about you know me and how I was feeling in the moment, whether that was just someone on social media or whether it was a peer, um, you know, like someone that has a platform like me. Um, so I will say I'm not going to take that disrespect. Uh, some of you I see at tournaments, and um, uh, I'm not going to be nice about that kind of thing. Um, I expect apologies from a lot of people to me and my girlfriend. Um, and yeah, um, like I said, uh, it also led into, you know, the Steve conversation, which I think sucks because it's at the cost of a misunderstanding. I was upset with the, the production. I wasn't upset about Steve or anything. Um, it led into people saying whether I'm good or bad at X or Y thing. Um, so I also don't think I deserve the disrespect about my smash skills or my, or, you know, my ability in smash in general. Um, I hate to be arrogant and I don't want to, I usually don't talk about this kind of thing, but, um, I'm very good at what I do and, you know, I just don't think it's, uh, I just don't think that was right for the community to, to do. Um, I was the best Bowser Jr. I was the best Cloud. I was the best Donkey Kong. I was the best Bayonetta. Uh, I was the best Wario, PT, Diddy Kong, Sephiroth, Wolf. Um, I'm the only player to win a major in every year of this game's lifespan. Um, I won the biggest Smash Pot prize ever. Uh, it goes on and on. Um, so if, if you think I'm so good or bad at, or namely bad, if you think I'm so bad at something, whether it's Steve or whatever, um, let's also consider that too. Uh, uh, and I, I just hate that a lot of this happened because of a misunderstanding and, and using that misunderstanding, uh, against me what because you know i wasn't mad at the game or anyone i was just mad at the production kind of disrespecting me and it that unravels to a bunch of stuff like i just said um and yeah i i, I think i said a little bit of what i wanted to say um but yeah I, I for some reason that disrespect uh comes from a lot of avenues whether it's you know people running a tournament or my sponsor. Like I already have to deal with videos about me saying I fell off or yada, yada. I already deal with a bunch of chronic stuff in my own life every day. Uh, I have tendonitis, I have Crohn's disease, um, but I still help put together events. I still do a podcast every week. I still try my hardest to be the best player in the world. Uh, and when it comes to in-game, I'm bringing sticks to a gunfight when it comes to characters and stuff. So I just don't think it's right for all this disrespect to come from so many avenues, whether it's a fan of the game or my sponsor or production or my peers that have big platforms because uh, I didn't ask for any of this. And um, I don't think it's right. Uh, even if it is a misunderstanding for this stuff to, to go all over the place. So yeah. Uh, please don't be uh, so disrespectful. There we go. <laughs> It's definitely not hard to do, but a lot of people always want to put in their two cents or be <laughs> insert themselves or assume X or Y or, yeah. or I hate when people add context like, oh, I'm going to show you this and then I'm going to insert what context they think is happening. So I, I think it's good that you're clearing things up and saying like, yeah. oh, hey, I did not feel X or Y when this happened. Like, this is how I felt and I'm not directing any hate towards you know, a Cola or Steve yeah. or anything like that. So I, I think it's very good that you stand your ground and you let people know like how you felt about the situation. And it's as easy as that. And it, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine how frustrating it must feel to feel like you're being attacked from, you know, 360 degrees, like from every which way place. Right. So yeah. I'm glad that you were able to get that off your chest, Gavin. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, a bit rambly, but I think I said a lot. Uh, like I said, like it's from so many directions that it just it's just not right. Especially because with this context, like not only am I a player, this is also top five of the event. Um, I helped put this event together. Blah blah blah. Like I don't want to keep repeating myself, but um, yeah, it, it's just weird because these are the some of these people are my peers, or some of these people are people that ask for pictures at tournaments. And like I said, I'm not just. This isn't just some parasocial thing where um, 
I don't exist. Um, what, when you, when you get to choose or something like, uh, I'm your peer. I see you at these events. Um, I didn't do something malicious. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just not right. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you to be there cheering for me when I do win because spoiler alert, that is going to (laughs) happen. I do win these events sometimes. I don't want you to like pick and choose whether you support me or not. And then, you know, ask for pictures or be, or say hi to me at events. Cause like I said, I'm your peer. I see these things. And, uh, from some of you, I do expect apologies for whether it's for me or my girlfriend, if I do see you or, um, the least you could do is, um, go the other direction that, that would be cool too. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Appreciate you <laughs> saying that Gav. Cause yeah, I, I know you stress about this stuff because uh, how could you not? So many people, yeah put their own spin on things or put words in your mouth. And I'm really glad, you know, over the time I've known you on this podcast, I'm really glad you've been opening up and saying more. And I think, I know you were debating on whether or not you wanted to. Um, and I think it's good to be thoughtful with that stuff, but it's always been well received, you know, in our, our chats and usually by most people when you open up and clarify, you know, what you were feeling or what you were thinking. So yeah. definitely appreciate you opening up, man. I, kn- I know it's not easy, especially when you have such a big platform. So good stuff. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, well, sorry to end it on a sour note, but thanks for sour, man. Thank you. You're you're just keeping it a book. He's talking. Thank you for supporting Watch the Throne. And thank you for supporting the podcast, the Patreon, whatever that may be. I really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, we'll get right back to it. Thank you so much for watching and supporting.